Welcome to the Dr. April Jasper Show, relevant conversations for business owners of today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We appreciate being a part of your life and being invited into your day. It is such a joy to be able to help our colleagues to bring value to their patients and to help you strengthen and grow your business. Join us at optometricmanagementeducation.com where you can learn more about all of the other services we provide. We have a subscription service that you can be a part of where you can learn and teach your team from the courses that we've recorded on all of the topics that are relevant to your success. We also have consulting services. And right now, if you give us a call, schedule a call with me, I'll be happy to talk to you about what we can do to help you grow your business one-on-one. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be back to talk to you again on our podcast. And I'm excited today to have Andrew Sal here with us today. So Andrew is actually a good friend of David's and mine. We've worked with him for a long time. You find that the people that become your best friends are the ones that help you with your biggest challenges, Andrew. So I think you you qualify with that. That's right. April, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. And if you don't have any challenges in HR, you probably aren't operating a business in the United States in the year 2023. Exactly. So Andrew's the Director of Business Development for Landrum HR, and uh, we in our office have been working with him for a number of years. I don't even remember how long, but we uh, you know, have had challenges, and that, that was long before COVID and long before things got as complicated as they are right now. But I can tell you, uh, I don't know that I've ever told Andrew, but when I bought my practice, the practice owner did not even know he had to have workman's comp. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, there were so many things. And, And to be fair, you know, he went from having one employee, his wife and himself to having two and then three. And then when he crossed that threshold, he never even knew that was a thing. And so I, I've seen challenges in our own lives, in our own situation that I didn't want to deal with on my own. And I know many of you that are listening have had those as well. So I asked Andrew to join us because he's going to walk us through some of the biggest things that are on the radar in the world of HR right now. And then we're going to talk about solutions. So let's start with that big, broad question, Andrew. What are some of the big topics that you see happening in the world of HR, and let's drill down a little more specific to healthcare providers that are owned by themselves or at least a small group. Yep, a great question. And I don't think it's any secret that probably the number one challenge we hear from all of our uh, all of our clients and really just across the country is the talent question, right? How do we yep. solve the talent question? And not just hiring and recruiting, but retention, and it, it's it's really a nationwide thing that has not uh, yeah. righted itself since the yeah. COVID pandemic. And <clears throat> we, we just see a lot of people, how, how do I keep people engaged? How do I keep them employed? How do I keep them from going up the street for another dollar, dollar fifty? Um, but yeah. we have to make those adjustments too to keep up with inflation and everything else going on. So how do we attract and retain talent? Okay, so we'll talk about some of the ways, and I agree, that's definitely been an issue for practices that I've heard all over the country, and I can tell you it doesn't matter what size, it doesn't matter how long you've been in business, 
everybody's in the same boat. So we'll talk about solutions in a minute. What's another hot topic? Right. So I think another uh, really big hot topic is uh, compliance. When I say compliance, yeah. um, doctors and, and especially in the optometry field, you're used to compliance in, in return in terms of medical compliance, but when it comes right. to employment compliance, as you mentioned earlier, that track is a very natural track, right? You, your husband and wife, you may have, you know, one part-time person, then you get three, then you get four, maybe you buy another practice. And yeah. as you go through that, it's not like the government and all these uh, um, uh, regulating bodies send you notices. Oh, by the way, April, did you know that now you have to comply with FMLA? Did you know that mm -hmm. now you have some EEOC <laughs> regulations, right? It's not like they give you a heads up to tell you that. You're just expected to know that. And so keeping uh, not just compliant with that, but on proactively compliant with that is a really big challenge. Absolutely. And sometimes I found, Andrew, that in the, over the years, it seemed like my employees were more aware of things than I was. And I don't know if that's because they were searching for loopholes or uh, what was happening. But the good news is, you know, there are ways around this and meaning not cheating. Oops, that didn't sound right. There are right. people that you can go to to help you. And I think that whether you're a small business or a larger business, I, I don't even know how people uh, navigate these waters without assistance. All right. So that was one and two. One was hiring and retaining. Yep. And two was the compliance issues that we don't even know about that exist. You know, uh, we have labor laws. We have employee. Uh, uh, what What was the other one you mentioned? So. Uh, FMLA, there's really state and federal regulations. I mean, yep. the, the number of governing bodies that um, tell you what you can and cannot do with your employees, and really, they're not yep. all, they're, they're very specific to different states. Um, it's just astounding. OSHA? OSHA, it's a big one. Um, OSHA is huge, right? Nobody knows what to do with OSHA. You, you never know what to do with OSHA until you it's too late. Right. right. And then we all know we have HIPAA issues. We have let's uh, what other some some other acronyms. There's just right. there, so the many. Of, the Department of Labor, you've got wage and hour. I mean, you name it and they're yeah. going to come in there. And and for some reason, and I don't know how this really works, April, but they if one of them gets in there, it's like they all send text messages to each other that say, hey, by the way, we got an easy target over here that you need to uh you need to go ahead and sniff around here as well. Right. You know, I, it used to keep me up at night. I smile and I'm giggling. So people that aren't watching us, they can hear me. And I never used to be able to do that. I would buy resource after resource, the books that still sit on my shelf that I'm so glad I don't ever look at anymore that talk about ways to fire, ways to hire, how to be safe in, in terminating an employee and how to counsel an employee. I mean, we could go on and on. That's so right. we have all those rules and regulations. What's another hot topic? We are excited to have Cooper Vision as a sponsor of our podcast. Cooper Vision is one of the world's leading contact lens manufacturers, and they serve eye care professionals and patients in over 130 countries. Their innovative products help millions of patients see every single day. One of the technologies and innovations that we love the most about Cooper Vision is their groundbreaking technology in soft contact lenses that helps to slow the progression of myopia in children eight to 12 years old at the initiation of treatment. 
so the other hot topic I think that we found specifically to um, you know private practice medical or, or or groups is is that the um, if you follow our train of thought here the the doctors end up spending more majority of their time trying to figure trying to read those books trying to come up with ways to stay yeah. compliant and ways to run their uh, business and we oftentimes uh, use the expression that they're working on the business instead of in the business right and and we we mm -hmm. really what we want to do is free up everybody's time to spend uh on patients and ultimately the patients suffer because the doctors aren't spending enough time doing what their core competencies are yep uh, that's uh, exactly so. All right. So let's dive into who it is that you work with. Well, tell us a little bit about your company, but really talk more general at first, if you would, Andrew, about what is a PEO? All right. Great question. PEOs, the acronym stands for Professional Employer Organization. And essentially what it is, it is a co-employment relationship that we enter in with our clients. So um, a lot of people are familiar with the terms employee leasing. Um, that's kind of an old, outdated term, and um, marketing has changed it to co-employment. Um, but essentially what happens is we partner with clients and they work under our federal ID number for things like payroll taxes, uh, payroll processing, employee benefits, and HR guidance and compliance. By doing that, we're able to shift a lot of the liability from our employees onto our plate. So how does that, we talked about, we talked about all the challenges. I think one of the reasons why people don't go to PEOs in the beginning is number one, they don't know who they are, what they do, how they can be of help, but they also are afraid of the cost. So there's always going to be a cost associated with anything, but how does a PEO actually help us control our costs and grow the bottom line? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And it's really um, can be difficult to articulate, but PEOs are able to give smaller businesses scaled procurement for things like benefits, HR technology, and that's a broad brush, but HR technology, think of onboarding platforms, employee portals, um, timekeeping systems, performance mm -hmm. management systems, yep. all of that kind of HRIS, the human resource in, uh information system, that HRIS infrastructure. So, so payroll, payroll taxes, benefits, HRIS infrastructure, and, um, and HR expertise. So we're able to essentially buy that in bulk and we can sell it back to our clients at a lower cost than they can do on their own. So for example, uh, timekeeping, you mentioned that. So for us, one of the things that we've taken advantage of is an app that uh, our employees use to clock in and clock out and manage their time and their hours. And when they don't remember, they can put notes in there that then load on the dashboard so David can see it to be able to manage the payroll. Is that sort of what you're talking about? Things like that? Absolutely, that's that's one piece of it. And if you were April and Dave to go out and get that on your own, it would be much more expensive because you're buying it for your you know, 10 to 12 employees in right. your practice versus us who are buying it for thousands. So do employees like it? I mean, I can tell you my team uh, love it. I love that when there are problems I don't know how to fix. By that, I mean not a problem such as what time do I come in tomorrow, 
but more along the lines of other issues that come up that are HR issues that I have someone I can send them to, meaning Landrum. But what do patients, I mean, here, I can't help but talk patient talk. What do employees give you as feedback most of the time? Because you talk to a lot of different uh, businesses. Right. I think especially the uh, employee nowadays is expecting it. It's almost yeah. like table stakes in most businesses, right? Can't think of the last time I've seen a, and I, please don't offend anybody, a paper application and a paper packet. And a lot of, for a lot of us and a lot of the practices, that's how we're still operating is completely paper. But right. um, today's employee expects that user experience to be completely uh, virtual, completely remote from a, and paperless from a, from an app and a, a online connection. So how does that work exactly? So if somebody were to hire a PEO or uh, work with one, what exactly does that mean and how does it work? All right, great. I mean, we could talk for hours on this. So um, really we're gonna come in and we're gonna uh, put an implementation strategy in place where we're basically onboarding all of your employees and building out our system. When I say build out our system, there's lots of customization. For example, how you use April, our time and attendance software is different how another client may use our time and attendance software. So we really customize and build out the system to maximize it for the clients. We upload all of the employees information in there. So pay rates, job descriptions, um, you know, all, all the different categories. If you have multiple offices, we're setting up different locations yep. and, and really building out that infrastructure for you. Then we're onboarding everybody and then we're rocking and rolling. And uh, we're processing the payroll, we're paying the taxes, we're issuing the W-2s, um, we're uh, onboarding everybody into all of our benefits on our benefits platform, and we provide each one of our clients with an HR business partner. So, for example, you got employment law issues, you got questions, you got employment relations questions, you ask your HR business partner. What's an example of an employment law question? Not, not anything too egregious, just something... I think I, I remember doctors having said to me in the past, as I'm thinking, my eyes went up and out. That means I'm thinking. That's right. Questions about, you know, at certain age groups, you have to uh, go through different steps before you can uh, terminate. So termination questions are definitely something. Maybe even, what else? What am I? Yep, termination about? questions, hiring questions. Another really, really common one is overtime questions. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a big one. I, well, hey, they're, they're salaried. I don't have to pay them overtime. That's not right. exactly true. Um, and all it takes is one disgruntled employee to say, yep. I was not paid correctly. Um, and, yep. and there's so many great stories of um, one of our good friends who, when they first came to us, he told me, I had an employee who complained that they were underpaid and it took three months of department and labor audits in my practice every single day to determine that I had underpaid them by $200. Wow. Said, so, do you know how many patients I could have billed in that time? Yeah, that's that's wild. And you know what? You remind me of even the things about how do you how do you pay for outings, things you do outside the office? How do you pay for meetings that you have? All of those questions that you know, you think you know the answers and then the rules change. So the rules change in a year. They change before I know it. And like you said, I didn't get an email. That's so right. You don't nobody told me. 
That's yeah, right. I love that. So let's talk about, uh, I kind of skipped over it. There are different PEOs. There's not just one that exists in the world, but uh, how does someone choose? Like what, what makes one different than another? Yeah, so there, there's a couple ways you can differentiate. And really PEOs as an industry have a very small percentage of the market share. Mm -hmm. um, and depending on your location, you may be familiar, you may not be familiar. Um, Florida is more or less the, the motherland of PEOs, right? It's, it's, we have much more market penetration here in Florida, but really they're across the country. And um, there's two big ways to, to determine what, a, uh, what PEO is right for you. One is uh, you have to make sure they're ESAC accredited. ESAC is the acronym. Um, but that is an accreditation that audits the PEO's finances and business practices and uh, ability to pay your taxes properly. It's really, really huge. I always tell everybody, if you're going to go with a PEO, make sure that they are ESAC accredited. Um, it's the only way to guarantee that your payroll taxes and protect you from any fraudulent PEOs out there. Wow. I didn't even know there was such a thing, Andrew. So that that's happened. People have chosen one and then have been stuck with still paying their taxes. It's, it's really scary. Um, April and that if the you're paying this PEO to pay these payroll taxes on your behalf, yeah. and if they don't pay the IRS, the IRS is going to come back to the business owner and say, Hey, you owe us X amount of dollars in unpaid payroll taxes. Wow. Say, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. Look at all these invoices. I've paid this PEO firm over the years. They're going to say, hey, we want our money. Wow. Um, so but the ESAC accreditation protects that and also gives you a surety bond that provide that makes sure all of the payroll taxes and everything are paid correctly. OK, so that's one thing we need to look for. What else separates one PEO from another? I think uh, every PEO has their niche of um, businesses that they specialize in. So it's really important to look for just experience. Um, um, some PEOs really specialize in the hospitality industry. Some PEOs like Landrum specialize in the um, private practice medical uh, industry. That's a really good vertical for us. And what I mean by specialize in it is we create certain um, technology, uh, we customize our technology and our HR partners have experience dealing with private practice related HR issues, both right. the transactional and the high level HR issues. So you just kind of want to get a sense of, hey, do you have experience in my industry? Okay, so let's take a break. And then when we come back on the next episode, we're going to start talking money. So get ready. Andrew's going to tell you what you should be thinking about with how much a PEO should cost you. Welcome, everyone. We're so glad you're back. I'm here with Andrew Sowell of Landrum HR. He is the Director of Business Development, and he has worked with David and I and our teams for a long, long time. And if you listen to our first episode, you heard us talk about what a PEO is, some of the challenges today that we're facing in the world of HR. And we promised you we'd get back to you today to talk to you a little bit more about what you should be looking at as far as cost. So first, welcome, Andrew. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me, April. I appreciate it. 
So we talked a little bit about why we would be benefiting or why we would benefit from a PEO and we promised people the money conversation. So let's jump in. We talked about how kind of to know the difference between and, and what to look for in a PEO. And if we left anything out, definitely pick up there, Andrew, and then roll right into how much should it cost? Yep, absolutely. So the I, I think the other thing to just consider is uh, certain PEO firms have certain insurance products that are geographically specific. So okay. if, if insurance is one of the main draws that you're looking for in a PEO relationship, you just want to explore which insurance products they offer and uh, before you make that kind of selection. So cost, the fun topic, right? Um, it is, it's really, really simple, in my opinion, and our pricing structure. Um, PEOs average from on the on the lower end about seven hundred and fifty dollars per employee per year, okay. all the way up to about fifteen hundred dollars per employee per year, and most most PEOs are somewhere firmly in the middle there. A really good ballpark figure to use is about a thousand dollars per employee per year. And if you, if you put that in terms of most practice sizes, say a 10 employee practice, it's about $10,000 a year. And I would venture to say that you can't find one part-time employee to handle payroll, benefits, employment law compliance, uh, technology, and payroll for around $10,000 a year. Yeah, I love that. And that's only one of the costs that is included in that. What about what what else is included in that fee? Right. So that that really gives you the entire scope of the service. Um, so you get a dedicated HR business partner. And and let me just clarify, this is with the Landrum HR structure. And right. You'll find some PEOs are similar, but you get a dedicated HR business partner who uh, is assigned to your account. You get access to all of our payroll technology. Um, there are some upcharges if you want, you know, uh, the performance management system and some of the extra modules. Um, what is not included are things like payroll taxes, but those are a pass through, really. Right. We're going to pay those on your behalf. If you can find a way to not pay taxes, let me know and we can <laughs> uh, we can have a different conversation. Well, uh, isn't isn't the, uh, so we talked a little bit about hiring and uh, the challenges we're having there and how that can be made easier with some PEOs. So does your PEO, does Landrum HR include, and I know the answer, but I want everyone else to hear it. Does it help you in any way with that? Is yeah. that included in that fee? Yes, absolutely. You get access to our applicant tracking software. The ATM or the ATM ATS is the acronym that's uh, that's assigned to that. So an applicant tracking software. And again, this is one of those scaled procurement um, uh, features that you get. If you were to go and get a subscription to an applicant tracking software by yourself, it's going to be very expensive, and it's going to be very cumbersome, and the support is going to be lackluster at best. With us, you get, it's a, integrated into our platform and you can have free job postings and we can even have your HR business partner 
help design and, and build some of those job descriptions in a way that can really maximize the candidates that you're getting into your office. If you suffer from dry, scratchy, irritated eyes, the problem may actually stem from your eyelids. Cleansing eyelids daily is essential for maintaining healthy eyes, which is why doctors recommend OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy Eyelid Cleanser. New OcuSoft Lid Scrub Allergy removes oil, pollen, and other contaminants from your eyelids to effectively reduce redness, irritation, and itching caused by seasonal allergies. These pre-moistened wipes are easy to use, on the go, or at home. Simply wipe and leave on. As the industry standard of care, OcuSoft has a full line of eyelid cleansers for various conditions. Available through eye care professionals, most retail outlets, and Amazon.com. Visit OcuSoft.com for more details. Yeah, so we what we do, just for those of our listeners out there that are interested in general suggestions, if you use something like that, what we found beneficial is that we have a posting that's out all the time. And it doesn't just go to one place. The way it's set up with RPEO is that they put it out there in, I think there's 10 different posting areas. I, according to all the logos I saw, I don't know exactly, but it's a lot. Yeah. And what we found, Andrew, interestingly enough, is we get at least an applicant a week that is a qualified applicant. And uh, some months we get even more. So it's it's been a big addition. And I definitely now am not having to pay for any other job posting area or service. So that's been really awesome for us too. So how do you know when a company is the right size to start thinking about a PEO? Yeah. So uh, uh, we hear this a lot is, oh, I'm just too small. I am just too small. I don't, I don't qualify. I'm, I'm, I can see the value of your service, but right. not, you know, I'm just too small. Or I can uh, do it all myself. You I know, you've heard that. I can do it all myself. Oh, I handle HR. I was like, oh, I didn't know they taught HR at optometry school. Um, <laughs> um, but I would argue the complete opposite. The smaller you are, the more bang for your buck you're going to get for a service like this. Um, I, had a, I had a doctor put it to me this way um, one time, said, hey, you saved me about four to five hours a week on administrative functions that I was doing. Yeah did it better, more compliant, and stuff I just didn't want to do anyways. Right. Do you know how many patients I could bill in four to five hours? He said it was well over the $10,000 a year that I'm paying for this service. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. You have to add all that in. And I think that's the difficult thing for a lot of folks when they first hear it, they think it's only for a big business or a super big by big, I mean, even big in income. Yes. I think I have to make a certain amount of money before that makes sense. When realistically, it, it's even harder when you're a smaller business because you just don't have the bandwidth. And I can tell you, it, I, I can sleep again. But anyway, let's go back to a couple more questions. Will I lose control? So that was the other thing I definitely was worried about. <laughs> no, no, no. April's not a control freak, but... <laughs> I was worried that this meant that I no longer made my staff's hours, their schedule, that they would skip me, go to you, and I wouldn't be the boss anymore. And so help us to understand, will I lose control of my company by entering into a PEO relationship? 
You know, and this is an objection that we've heard for a long, long time, because most business owners like you, April, are <laughs> the good ones are control freaks, right? That's why you that's why you run good business. Um, but the the exact opposite is true of that. What what PEOs do is they give you the resources and the infrastructure to actually have more control over your business. Yeah. Um, the day-to-day -day operations, the hiring, the firing, the policies, the procedures, the chain of command, all of that is firmly still in place. But now you're making those decisions with HR experts who actually know what they're talking about. So yeah. it gives you more control. I, I always joke that PEOs are kind of like the Batman utility belt that really just gives you all of the resources you need here and there to make all the decisions you're making anyway. Yeah. You know, I heard a story of which I uh, think is important to share of a practice where a conversation, they uh, they overheard a conversation that was something that basically led them to understand that an employee was having some mental health issues. And the great news is they had no idea. And I helped them to know that they had that available to them as part of their PEO. They use Landrum as well. And so they were able to have that employee get into contact with you right away and be able to start down that path of, of helping them with the issues they were having. And holy cow, what would I do if I didn't have someone that could help with that? And that isn't even something I think that we've brought up yet. Yeah, EAP programs, the Employee Assistance Programs. They're free counseling sessions for family for employees and their family members. It's anonymous to us. It's anonymous to the business owner. It's just a free um, a service that's offered as part of the majority of PEOs have an EAP program as part of their benefits chassis. Um, and, and I'll tell you another thing, April, just along those lines. Um, and I have kids, so I can appreciate this. Um, a lot of times hearing the exact same thing the business owner is saying, coming from a non-biased third party HR expert, it can be verbatim the same thing you are saying, but coming from a different mouth, it really resonates with the employees and gives them yeah. some option and comfort. Absolutely. Um, my and kids sometimes, say it again, Andrew. My kids are the same way. <laughs> I think sometimes too, it's, well, all the time, it makes me feel good to be able to with an open heart, open mind, say to one of my employees when they have a question that I know they're not going to like the answer to, I can tell them the answer, but then I can quickly follow it up with, you know what, why don't you call Landrum HR, talk to them about it. I won't have any, I won't be privy to it. It's not, I'm not involved and they can help you to know because I don't want you to have me be the last person that answers that question. I want them to give you that answer. That's right. And I like that. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm not the only one responsible. And I feel like it builds trust, which is extremely important to me in my business. Yes. And you know what? There's sometimes when our, uh, our HR business partner will say, listen, April's correct. <laughs> you yeah. know, April right. is correct. And in, in the advice that she gave you, let me tell you the reasons why. And a lot of times it's just hearing it from that other kind of non-biased third party makes all the difference. Yep. So another question, I think, so, you know, I, I never want to let go of a, an employee that's a good employee just because I eliminated their position. So uh, what happens to the companies that already have an HR person 
technically in their in their employee? What happens to that person? Do they have to let them go? How does this work? So the answer is no. They do not have to let them go. But I will tell you in speaking high level to to you and all, sometimes it's not a bad strategy. So right. it really depends on hey, what are the growth goals of the organization? What yeah. are what's the budget and where do we need to go? The relationship always works best, though, when we do have that kind of HR champion, if you will, on the inside who are who is helping facilitate the relationship. What about an office manual? So I, I know that there must be some process. You talked about onboarding. Can you walk us through onboarding your Landrum HR manual? What if I want an office manual? Let's walk through that a little bit. Yeah. So when, when employees come on board with Landrum HR, they get a quote unquote employee handbook. Now, this is an employee handbook that has been vetted for state and federal regulations. So it is everything, for example, April in Florida, it is everything you as a business owner in Florida need in your employee handbook. But it's going to be generic and it's not going to speak specifically to your policies and procedures. So if... Um, if you want to create your own very specific time and attendance policies, maybe there's a vacation policy, maybe there's a dress code policy, those types of things, those are going to be policies and procedures specific to your practice. And what will happen is the HR business partners can help you either create or edit or tweak or tell you what needs to be in there or what doesn't need to be in there as a business owner. And then insurance, we mentioned that. I know I'm kind of changing subjects really quick, but not because now you're onboarding. You mentioned that you guys have health insurance options available as well. Are those going to be uh, options that will be easy for a new business to take advantage of? And are they competitive pricing? Yeah. So when we talk about insurance too, I talk about health insurance and then ancillary insurance, the dental, the vision. Um, you know, life, short-term, long-term disability. Think about that whole kind of Fortune 500 suite of insurances. And yes, for health insurance, again, scaled procurement, we're buying that for thousands of employees. So most of the time we can buy that at a more competitive price and better plans than you can get on your own. Then when it comes to all of the ancillary products, um, all of those are offered to the employees and they cost nothing for the employer to be able to provide that just by being a part of our large group, employees are able to have access to that. So you're essentially able to give them a turnkey benefits platform where the employees can pick and choose what they want. And we handle all of the compliance and administration of those plans for the, for the employer. So it really comes back to that back around full circle to the attracting and retaining talent. How can we do that and still manage the practice? Well, benefits is a huge part of that. And then you have that person that's assigned to each business. So we can even do a yearly call or every four months or whatever we want as a uh, something we can do with our staff to just remind them of what's available and issues that maybe come up. 
Right, absolutely. Here, here, these products are available. Let me tell you why you need them, why you don't need them. We can talk through individual employees and help them kind of pick out the plans. Right. Then after they're on the plans, and this to me is one of the biggest, best uh, benefits of it is they can call, the employees can call us directly and be able to ask, you know, very personal questions about their benefits package or their claims or, Hey, this didn't, this didn't pay. Why didn't this pay? Who do I talk to about that? And it takes that whole onus off of the business owner and puts it on Landrum HR. And I think one of the other things as we close that always used to bother me so much was the whole unemployment uh, process, meaning someone leaves and then I get a call and I have to go through this whole I don't even know what they call it anymore. I haven't had to do it, but what is that all about? And how does Landrum help with that? And do you even know what I'm talking about, Andrew? <laughs> 100, 100%, the unemployment hearings. Is, yes, that. Uh, it, oh my gosh, I'd rather watch paint dry April than have to listen to an unemployment hearing, right? They're, they're pretty painful. <laughs> um, but yes, because everybody is working under our federal ID number and we're paying the taxes under our state and federal unemployment accounts. And so essentially they're claiming unemployment against Landra. They're not claiming unemployment against your business. And so we're responsible for handling all of the unemployment hearings. Got it. Yay. That's a big thing right there for me. (laughs) That's right. Well, Andrew, for everyone that's listening, I want to give them a, a summary. So we've talked about some of the hot topics right now in HR. I think that it's probably not going to get better. It's only going to get more complicated with time. We, we've talked about how a PEO can help them through some of that. What would be your closing words to our listeners about the HR challenges and what they can be thinking about and doing to make life easier for them? And specifically, like you said, in the world of healthcare. Yep. I I think it comes down to to two things, protect and grow, right? Protect and grow. And all of the efforts that you are doing right now on your own to make your practice compliant is going to be completely non-existent two, three months from now, because all of the laws are going to continue to change. It sways with the administration. So it's a futile effort in trying to stay on top of that and trying to stay in front of that. makes a whole lot more sense to just outsource all of that. It's peace of mind, right? It is is more efficient and is more cost-effective than doing it on your own when, let's be honest, we're the only ones crazy enough to get into the HR business, right? Nobody wants to be in the HR. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Andrew, for doing this. Thanks for giving us some ideas as to what we can do. And even if somebody chooses not to use Landrum HR, you've helped them a lot, I think, to have a better idea of what they can do going forward to make life easier in the world of HR. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me, April. Thank you so much. And for listeners, you'll see a link on our website where you can get information from Andrew and his team at Landrum HR if you choose to do that. We appreciate you spending time with us. Thank you so much. 